Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. We're grandparents falling out of the sky. I'm Scotty Moe. And when people say you put in your 10,000 hours, he put in his 10,000 McTwists. It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. I'll take that one. I'll take that. That's, a, that's one of your better ones. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to alley, alley out of here. I'll throw in a Pick bunch of uh, throw in a bunch of uh, skateboard landing sound effects for this episode. Will you? Let me break out my tech decks that I forgot we're even back here. The unopened for the yeah. audio listeners, unopened tech decks. There's three right. that I can see right now. <laughs> yeah, they're all Sonic. They were all gifts too. I used uh, to have. T- I used to have the guy. I would carry one in my pocket everywhere I went around in school. <laughs> I never. I had them, but I didn't. I didn't care. I couldn't do anything with them. Like I those, just had it. Yeah, those came out when I was getting super into video games and right before music. So, um, but hey, something fun to do in school. So, yep, something fun to piss people off with during study hall. Uh, we'll get into more of our skating backgrounds in a second because first we're gonna <coughs> sorry talk about Tony Hawk off the rails. You guessed it from yeah, the nope. That's wrong. Tony Hawk until the <laughs> wheels fall off. That's right. You guessed it. Let me switch over some screens here and read the synopsis. Uh, this the is wheels are falling off this whole operation. <laughs> Every day. Yep. Just there you go. All right. A wide ranging, definitive look at Hawk's life and iconic career and his relationship with the sport with which he's been synonymous for decades. Hawk, born in San Diego, Calif, is a pioneer of modern vertical skating and one of the most influential skateboarders of all time. The documentary features unprecedented access, never-before-seen footage and interviews with Hawk, and prominent figures in the sport, including Stacy Peralta, Rodney Mullen, Mike McGill, Lance Mountain, Steve Caballero, Neil Blender, Annie McDonald, Dwayne Peters, Sean Mortimer, and Christian Hussoy. Uh, this you can watch apparently on DirecTV, but mainly HBO Max or Max or whatever. It's an HBO original. Um, HBO just came Go. out last year in 2022. Uh, and the cast, I'm just going to name some skaters, basically. Uh, we mentioned a couple basically, of them there. Yeah. Obviously, Tony Hawk, Stacy Peralta, Rob Roy Fitzgerald, Johnny Rad, Rodney Mullen, Christian Hasoy, Steve Caballero, Mike McGill, Lance Mountain, Rob Sluggo, Boyce, Riley Hawk, Tommy Guerrero, Danny Way, and Dwayne Peters. This was directed by Sam Jones, who uh, I actually knew that name right away. I realized after the fact, looking at this stuff, I'm like, oh, crap, that's that YouTube thing I always watch that's in black and white. It's called Off Camera with Sam Jones. Um, oh, really good interviews. Check that out. Yeah, a lot of really good interviews. I think it's an actual cable show, so the full things aren't online. But uh, um, okay. more recently, though, uh, he has directed Smartless on the road, which is a tour of uh i forget all of their names right now arrested development arrested development oh that's what that is okay so uh fucking yeah well now that you say that i can't will arnett Arnett, and And then the the main guy guy from arrested development he's also in ozark yeah he's in that show as well uh yeah that i did not know that's what that was from because i just started seeing that on like instagram i was like these are funny when he's talking about pooping before like getting in a shower or getting out of the shower like oh. pooping after the shower okay <laughs> and will arnett is like are we having this conversation right now you're an adult mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah it's it's them two and then uh not will from will and grace but the other guy in will and grace i can't remember his name sorry everybody uh, uh yeah the the, fl- the real funny one yeah <laughs> i liked him 
you know, it's the celebrity podcast that decided to go on the road, and they're doing better than most podcasts just because they're celebrities. Welcome to our podcast. Anyway, he also directed Ted Lasso. I don't uh, think it's that, but okay. (laughs) No, it 100% is. They started a podcast, and now they decided to go on the road with it. Well, I thought, no, no, I get that, but I think it's because... Yeah, they're famous, but also they're doing something a little different. Like I haven't seen a lot of road podcasts like that. They're mi- they might exist, but mm. I like them. They're they're cool. Anyway, Ted Lasso. I have not seen that, although I've heard it's very fucking good. It's gonna take a lot for us to get Apple TV, and that's what that's on. So fuck that. Ah, uh, yep. yeah. That'll he said, from t- it. getting ready to talk about a documentary only available in one streaming service. Um, with his airpod headphones that's right buddy <laughs> just whipped out some new ones today because my I, was, I didn't know if you were gonna pull back the curtain or not but yeah you just busted out I a don't new care. pair yeah I, I mine uh earlier today i realized the the left air not airpod um the left earbud of mine that i have been using for since my first iphone in like probably 08 uh just die it just it like faded to almost nothing to the point that i was taking one out putting the other one in to make sure like is that off you got a good run though yeah you got a damn good run i mean as much shit as i talk on all different technology mac really does build their stuff like tanks it doesn't justify any of the prices but they really do make their things like tanks um it's got it's just more emphasis to how they are the nintendo of uh technologies in some aspects because like you could Throw a MacBook down a flight of stairs and you'll still be able to turn it on and shit. But um, yeah, so I found another pair that I bought and uh, they are working fine. (laughs) When I put them in, though, and Corey was here, like I unplugged the other ones, put these new ones in and it was just bass and I could hear him more clearly. And I was like, whoa, that's why all my editing is so low whenever I edit things and whatever. It's been like you you've had like really bad hearing aids for like the last 10 10 years. Yeah, it's been. And so shut up. Uh writers, not really writers. Um, God, who decided Tony Hawk can be alive. I don't know. Uh <laughs> that's All really right. the only info that we have because it's a documentary. There's not gonna be like opening numbers or anything like that. Um, but no. it's uh the second documentary we've highly rated. Um yeah, it is highly rated. Uh I personally found out about this through a roundabout way of another podcast who just like recommended, didn't say much, but just mentioned this and it was mm-hmm. after you know i guess we can preface this a little bit they just they recently did was it 2020 that the tony hawk one and two remake came out i think yeah uh it was a i think it was during lockdown like covid it was yeah. definitely during lockdown i can't remember if you want to look that's that also when quick. the it's also the when the that's the year the documentary that came out specifically about the tony hawk games came out yeah. as well so uh called tony superman hawk, or yeah. something so basically tony yeah, walk yeah. tony walk tony hawk was back in the zeitgeist uh because that got you know nostalgia is strong the 90s are here again and that was when the first game came out was 98 or 99 um oh, this took me to the uh, there's an actual website for the tony hawk the game yeah that's cool uh, but that came out and was lighting things up. It, it's pretty much it. It almost it died down almost immediately, though. To be honest with Unfortunately, you, unfortunately, it's uh, still a fun game, though. Uh, it released in Windows, PlayStation Four, Xbox One on September four. My birthday, twenty twenty. <laughs> I forgot. I bought that on my birthday, and I played the shit out of it. Yeah, we should get back on that. It's still fun. I mm, yeah. If you're good, I never played online, and when we were, I I've admitted this elsewhere. I don't give a shit. I honestly did not have fun when we were playing online with your buddy and Brett because everybody's so much better than me, and it was just like, well, that competition's over. 
<laughs> Boo hoo! Get better, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, it was weird. Uh, this if this tangent fits anywhere, it's here. Um, Rachel actually really enjoyed those games, and so like she was excited for that, and to the point that mm-hmm. she started making her own character as well. But we ran into such a weird 2020 problem where because we wanted to play against each other and like have fun playing split screen does not exist because you have to to create you can have your own account. We found out a way you can have your own account, your own character and whatever. But like it's tied to your username. So she had to make her own uh, not username profile. So she has her own made character. But the only way we would ever be able to play against each other is if we each had a PS4 and each went online. So it's just like, wow, that's and like my brain, my old man gamer brain couldn't register that because there's well, first of all, because I was like, I I, um, since the first or did the first one have a skater creator or did that kick off in the second one? I feel like that was a little bit later. The first one was really based. I, th- I think the first one did, but I just remember in oh, all those okay. games, I always played as my own dude. I never played as a skater. I always made my I own was the guy. opposite. Uh, um, and uh, I played a Spider-Man. What's funny is we'll get into this. One of the specials I always added to my character was the kickflip McTwist. So that's fitting because uh, I was like half this documentary. But um, I didn't realize just, how important the McTwist was. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, so that that's kind of um you know, I guess since I'm already talking about the video game, I'll mention my sort of background with skating because I did actually skate in high school. I super sucked. Um, I uh, had a hookups board, of course, because I was the cool kid into DBZ and stuff hookups. And that's okay. why I'm wearing this blank shirt. They had a hookups oh, inspired okay. uh, shirt at their la- on their tour. Um, I mean, hookups is like the anime skate company. So I had one of those boards Um, for whatever reason. It started with us going to New Year's Eve, me and my brother and our two friends that are around our age that we always hung out with. And we'd go to a local skate park called 885. um, And we sucked. Uh, The only trick I could ever successfully pull off besides an ollie was a pop shove it. And, you know, we would only do vert stuff, really. I got more into aggressive inline, though, because that's kind of easier to do street stuff. Um, that's all that I always felt like street was a little bit easier. Like you didn't have to, you didn't, gravity was still your enemy, but it wasn't as bad. So, yeah. And I, we can, you know, we can clear this up also for anyone that's like not into the skate lingo and whatever vert is vertical ramps, like the actual half pipes, full pipes, mansplate it for them, Scotty, um, all that stuff. Like, <laughs> but street is more horizontal uh but you're doing more the tony hawk party boxes the fun boxes rodney mullen street um rodney mullen was just straight up freestyle he wouldn't need anything to actually skate on he would just be skating so i'm so happy like he's in a lot really in this documentary because he's such an Mm -hmm. interesting person yeah it's cool uh but yeah like to end my skater talk or my experience anyway like i had a board because i was a dumb kid that thought he needed a board. Uh, and I mean, I used it outside of the skate park a little bit, but the only time I went to a skate park for some reason that became a new year's Eve tradition. It was like three years in a row. We would go to the same place. Um, and eventually, and fast forward, my dumb little rock band that my friends and I, Ben was in that band. We formed in high school. We actually ended up playing a gig at that skate park. It was the only gig outside of school talent shows and birthday parties that we played. So, and honestly, that makes us more punk than any other band I've been in. But 
Um, that was I the never, pinnacle of our lives. That's right. So like I, I between me and my brother though, my brother kept skating and I got more into Lord video games. Days. He's actually pretty good at it, and he, um, he, uh, he's a marine and he was actually stationed in Okinawa, and they stumbled upon mm. some kids skateboarding and like did not. Not they didn't speak English. He didn't speak Japanese, but they were like ended up skating together and just like you they, know hanging out as skaters. So that was pretty cool, I thought. So um, yeah, shouts out to my brother Paul, much better skateboarder. Uh, that's my background with the Tony Hawks and I, actual skateboarding. I always oh, thought soap shoes. Should we mention those cool soap shoes? Never had soap. I always one. I always I had a knockoff pair of Heelys. Yeah, look them up. I, they were painful. My Heelys, you had to hit a button on the side of the shoe, and it was basically this. It was a skate with only a wheel on the back. No, that's wrong. It had two buttons. We were broke as shit. So the wheels would your shoe looks like this or your shoe looks regular. And then it would you would hit the two buttons on the front and the top and it would fold out the wheels. So you would basically turn into roller skates. And I thought they were the coolest shit, but I thought everyone that had Heelys was so much cooler. I was just no, so broke. You. The first skateboard I had was like a cruiser skateboard, and I thought I could do tricks on it because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always loved skateboarding, but I'm just fucking terrible at it. And I don't have the determination and discipline to like do it. But I loved watching it on TV. I remember like I remember watching Tony Hawk do the 900. Yeah, on on the second X Games, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" I don't know what this means, but everyone's losing their shit. So he must have just did something that was awesome. And then after that, Tony Hawk was just like almost at that point, almost after that, Tony Hawk kind of became a household name staple, especially after the video game started coming out Mm -hmm. because it was insane. But I've always loved it. Like it was just always that rebellious punk. I mean, granted, Tony Tony was like Tony's very old school. I I don't I remember liking Tony Hawk, but I got in with like, of course, Bam and like uh, Bob Bergquist and uh, Chad Muska. That was like my so like when I was watching this documentary, I was learning a lot of people that had come before them that it was just, wasn't just Tony and Stacy Peralta. There was tons of other people that were making the scene in the like 70s and early 80s and all that stuff. Yep. 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 So you played the games, obviously. So you didn't. So did oh, yeah. you try, could you ever, could you do any tricks at all on your board? On your, on I couldn't even deck? do an ollie. I couldn't, yeah. I could ride on my skateboard and jump my body and then land back on the skateboard. That's about all I could do. Nice. So nice, nice, it's nice. a reverse ollie is what I call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like I was really bad at it. I grew up, I grew up as a really like fat kid. So I was always afraid of falling and I was like, well, this might not be the sport for me if I'm afraid of falling. Yeah. Ironically yeah. enough though, really big street skater. Because I played hockey. I played a lot of inline hockey. So did you have aggressive skates or did you have... And I'm not sounding pretentious people. It's literally called aggressive. So, yeah. Are those the ones that don't have the wheels in the middle? They have... I mean, they have a a grind strip in the middle. But... No, I didn't have those. I had normal rollerblades. Yeah, I didn't have the grind strips. That's... I wish. To do anything with. Um, Jet Set Radio. And, uh, yeah. You love to hate it. The um, uh, my brother and I were also in drumline together in high school, and he broke one of his wrists at one point, and still, like he would drum, but we had to uh, I mean, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. We had to dumb down some of the stuff we did, as because him and I were both snare players at the same time uh for uh-huh. a year, 
And so everyone would be like, Paul, stop fucking skating and you won't mess things up for the whole damn crew. You're fucking it up for everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it, Paul. But it was, I've always been rebellious of the rebellious nature. Uh, And I mean, skating combined that it combined a really cool fucking sport. I mean, they were, they were like, like they were huge. They were famous. Like if you were a pro skater, like you were getting the girls, you were making the money, you were doing everything. And I like, as a, like a 12 year old kid, you're like, that's awesome. Like mm-hmm. they're living the life. Like the next best thing is like, I guess the equivalent now, I mean, they still have that, but it's like watching people like becoming esports professionals. And you're just like, oh, cool. I can kind of do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing, okay. I'm not saying skateboarding is esports, but like young kids nowadays, they're like, you could be something like that. And I don't know. I thought it was cool. But after mm-hmm. I started skateboarding, I was like, oh, this isn't, I could be like a journalist that covers skateboarding wow. so <laughs> tying it back to Birdman, i don't do the art but i could write about it true i could do um, that played yeah. a lot my first one was probably tony hawk 4 was the first big game i started playing a lot oh geez i got into the first one with the demo disc more than anything and um the, i went skip- back and started playing those <clears throat> okay i skipped number somehow i missed number two uh but the third well, one spider-man we had Every one of them had Spider-Man after that. But the third one, when we got the GameCube for one Christmas, we got Smash Brothers and Tony Hawk 3. So that was like all yep. we had for a couple months. Uh, Smash Bros. Tony Hawk 4 is what I had. Uh, so and I never touched 4. Uh, I went back to 2 at one point. I realized I, I must have definitely played 2 and just don't remember most of it. Because when that remake came out, mm-hmm. I, I remembered a lot of those levels. And then a lot of I them did were too. just blank spots entirely. But... um. Yeah, so I would always make my own character or whatever, but it was it was still cool. I mean, it was a platformer without platforming, but because it, it was still a collectathon, you know. So, um, I guess but, I gravitated uh, towards the games because I loved the uh, I loved the sport so much. But I I knew at an early age that I wasn't going to be someone. I wasn't going to be a pro skateboarder or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the, those video games kind of scratched that itch for me a little bit. Like I could be like, I could at least be good at this. Like I'm kind of good at video games, so I'll try this. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember playing four a lot Four, I think four. I, I remember playing it a lot, but like the big, big one that I got into was the one right after that, which I think was uh, Probably the American first Wasteland. underground. Oh, maybe no. American Wasteland was after the two underground. The, uh... That's the one that Rachel's super into. Audio is probably going to dip for a second here because I'm going to look up the Tony Hawk games well, real quick. The that one had a story mode. All the other ones didn't really have a story mode up until then. It was just different ways to do like different levels and skateboarding tricks and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Underground Two is the one that I really really like. That had it. That had all the big celebrities like voice acting. Had Tony in there. It had Bam. Everybody was in that one. Yeah. So Billy Joe Wasteland Armstrong. is where I fell off. The, I fell off of Wasteland really hard. So. God, this is just God. the Tony Hawk podcast now. Like, that's just yeah. what this is for this episode. So. Oh, yeah. Underground was after four. OK, American Wasteland was oh five. Underground was the first one where I played a customized character because the story it required you to have a customized character. Gotcha. 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 And five the fucking rival. You had a good rival in that game, too. He started as your peer and then became an asshole and stole shit from you and then became like the shitty pro skater. And you had to put him in his place. And it was great. Gotcha. Yeah. I remember uh, during college, Proving Ground came out and that Oof. I had never yeah. screamed at a game downhill slam until that game. <laughs> Pro- Proving Ground was fucking bad because they tried too was hard. Bad. That was the gritty green and dark 
or like mm-hmm. brown and dark gray colored era of video games. So they had a cool idea, but it just sucked how much you had to do before you could actually play the game and just have fun. Um, and the pinnacle uh, for me was yeah. underground too. And like, I got American wasteland. I don't know how I got it. I, and I just started playing it. And at one point I was like, nah, this isn't for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it died. But that's why when the Tony Hawk, cause I didn't play one and two a whole lot. So when the remasters came out, I was like, I hope it's not like a one-to-one. And when I started playing, I was like, nah, this is, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted. So, yeah, the um, what's cool about American Wasteland though is the soundtrack is entirely current punk and pop punk band, pop punk you know, those bands. I remember a lot of Green Day covers, was on there. Well, doing covers of old punk bands like The Clash and stuff. Uh, so that's it's got cool. A pretty neat. Um, oh, the games were always about the music. I remember playing. Yep. It was on four. Four. I had three songs on loop. I think there was a Disturbed song, there was an Iron Maiden song, and then ACDC's uh, uh, TNT was on there, and that's all I would play every level. <laughs> so. Wow. Um, I loved it. Good Lord. The Wikipedia I'm on has the list of skaters and all the games they were in as well, which is nuts. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's been a lot and a lot that I missed. Well, I guess we see now if but, we wanted uh, to just start off like talking about the documentary itself, I guess it, it starts off with it goes in detail a lot about Tony's life. Yeah, the games are a chapter in this, but not as big. They later. Don't even, they don't discuss his movie career at all. <laughs> Which is interesting, because um, I, I mean, I that was a part, but I get it's definitely minor in the grand scheme of all this. His uh, the mm-hmm. movies he's been in, like Gleaming the Cube that we talked about forever ago. Yeah. Um, we actually we only I think we only did that a year ago. We had our we had our extreme sports summer. Uh, I think that was just last. Yeah, year. it was Brink and Gleaming the Cube. Yep. So please go check out Gleaming the Cube because that's a fun episode and a fun movie as well. Um, I need to go back and listen to that episode because I don't know what I said about it. That's what's great when you don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> like It's all brand new to you when you go back to listen to it finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I will say before I forget, um, I enjoyed everything that uh, Rodney Mullen had to say <laughs> in this documentary. Oh, the way he articulates Just everything. Straight up, he's a, he's man, a fucking prophet, man. The like Buddhist he's, uh, hippie the, of skating, hands down. I love it so much. It just encompasses like his style and everything he's created for the sport. It just is perfect. I, I love it. He states the title of this, which is a thousand percent. Not early. They it was much later it. in yeah. the movie than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, but because the way like I don't think we're going to have we're not going to go through any type of order with this. It really is going to be probably one of our more conversationally based podcasts um, or episodes bouncing around and all that. Uh, but, you know, it really does start as early as like before he got into skating when he was a young kid, the youngest by a large gap in his family of five yeah, siblings, four, 12 four years or five kids. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve kids it's like uh, me and my brother, his his older brother doesn't look 12 years older than him now when they're filming this, though. Uh, he looks like that. Tony Hawk and Tom Keeney put together. <laughs> like that's well, what I kept seeing. <laughs> Stacy Peralta looks like Dave Coulier and and um shoot, I forget, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> that is true, but I want to say because I remember seeing Stacy Peralta in something about ten years ago, and I was wondering how he was going to look in this, and he looks really good for his age, like because yeah. mm-hmm. he has All to be because Tony it's that fucking at the time California of this recording lifestyle, <laughs> like that it's California true. lifestyle, I guess, or something. At the time of the movies re- or the documentaries recording, I think Tony Hawk's fifty three, so Peralta would have to at least be sixty three, maybe sixty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. um. It's really it's interesting, though, but it, it goes. It, I'll just lay some of the foundation here that um, Tony really had uh, a lot of 
not angry. He was an issues, asshole but just kid. Disciplinary. Yeah, he was a little shit of a kid. And he would not really have fun playing sports, but he tried all kinds of sports because his dad, uh, one of his sisters was a singer and his dad was always mm-hmm. all around the band's equipment. Um, his brother was into sports and his dad was like either the coach or hauling the mm-hmm. team around. So he had a good dad. This was back, though. His dad was retired from the armed forces. That was back when you could retire from the armed forces and not work anymore. So dad had free yeah. time. That does not exist was around. Today. Early seventies, um, mid seventies, mid seventies is probably when he started skateboarding. So yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, but that's really cool. And um, the the one thing I do, uh, honestly, my favorite part of this documentary when he's just driving his mom fucking nuts. And yeah. uh, well, two parts of it because he says once, you little uh, shit. yeah, because his mom says like. Um, Something like you're driving me so crazy, I'm just gonna flush myself down the toilet or something. Yeah, and like yeah, she leaves, yeah. goes to the bathroom, closes the door, flushes the toilet, and then hides in the closet or something. And then Tony walks into the bathroom, just stares at the toilet flushing, is like, my, my mommy, my mommy. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. But then the other part is when he would just really push her buttons, and she, she goes, oh Tony, you're just, you're full of it, you're full of it. And he'd be like, full of what? One my, full of what, mom? So like, she, she just goes, this is like. <laughs> Very traditional, yeah. very... I've uh, done this with my mother as yeah, well. Very traditional, very soft-spoken lady. She's like, you're just full... You're full of shit! And then Tony's like, whoa! Like, making the whole face. He, he was like, born when she was like 43. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. late. That's real yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it gets a little real. It gets a little real when uh, he goes to see his mother in the documentary and you see the state she's kind of in. And it's just... I mean, it eventually happens to everybody. But it shows that he's still, regardless of because Tony Hawk is like, I would say huge celebrity mm-hmm. regardless of all the people that don't recognize him, but he still makes sure to go and take care of his mom. But I also felt a little weird in that part. I know, I don't know if this is just the cynical part of me, but when he was like talking to his mom, it felt very scripted. Yeah, Like maybe. when he, a little bit, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like me just being an asshole, but it was sweet, but also really sad at the same time. Yeah, I don't he's so laid back. Tony Hawk is that I don't know that he would have been like, should we get this moment for the doctor? Yeah, I don't feel I have like to he remember how like Tony that. Hawk is. I've just watched yeah. so many interviews with him that he doesn't seem like a douchebag. Genuine. Um, so I don't think that he would have asked to put that in so that he looks good. I think they wanted to put that in just to show. Well, because she wasn't she didn't make it beyond when this documentary released, unfortunately, she passed oh, either she? during the well, yeah, the end of it says in memory of both his parents. Um, the end oh, of the I think we, we, we might have stopped it before then, so I didn't watch all the way at the end. <laughs> yeah, Frank and oh shit, I forget his mom's name now. Something Nancy, the- Frank and Nancy, I think it was. Um, that sounds like a 50s couple. But yeah, she's not really responding to him. She kind of is sort of mentally aware that he's there, but it's very clear that she's just sitting in a nursing home, a very nice nursing home. So she's being taken care of and everything. So but it it that's like one of the that's like the second or third scene in this whole thing. Yeah, Jesus, I want to. Can I enjoy this? (laughs) The first scene is watching him beef it. I'm trying to do the 900 again. Yeah, no music. Just uh, like three cameras on him in his own half pipe, trying to do the 900. And there's a really cool shot that if you're watching the video of this is above me where the camera or the, the his board lands upside down mm. and three out of the four wheels are still spinning. That's all you hear. And it's just and he's in the background out of focus, just laying on the ground, just getting pissed. Um, yeah. 
It's very powerful. To see Tony Hawk, it starts to with, see with Tony that. Hawk get mad and just yell "fuck," yeah, like that yeah. was because he's always been so level-headed in my mind. Like he's always been cool. Right. Like he's always known what to do, and you don't realize you never fucking realize how much time and effort. I mean, he put his entire life into like into this, mm-hmm. like not just his young life, but all parts of his life. Like skateboarding has affected every single part of his life. Yeah, every facet. Um, so it's really cool that it starts with that. Uh, the documentary is just really well made because that half pipe mm-hmm. is kind of telling the story there, too. So it starts with that. It goes back to it at some point, and then it ends with it um, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but it it really goes into how young skateboarding was, even when he was, and how much he had to overcome oh, yeah. because he was this lanky, weird kid that didn't have the muscle mass like the rest of the guys he was skating around and against with the bones brigade and stuff so the the thing i caught yeah the thing i caught the second time was how like they would be uh, people he was competing against would get enough air just from their just because they were bigger in general and they would be able to dip down and go up and then do their tricks where he wasn't getting enough air because he didn't weigh that much so he would actually ollie out of the damn pipe and that's mm-hmm. nuts. That's very hard to do. But he well, was just apparently he would just figure out how to do it. And everyone thought he would because it was so early in the sport. They're like, he's cheating. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, well, he's not cheating. He's just work like working the system a little bit, like because he doesn't have the capabilities to do it. Right. Like he was little for a long time. Yeah. Like really, really long. And then around like I think it was sixteen is like he just shot up above everybody and finally had the weight. And I think that's. That's when he just started popping off because once he got the weight, he was getting the speed and the air that he needed for everything. Yeah, I would argue that vert is a little more uh, health riskier than street, even though with street, you can land on anything. But vert, you're getting so much air that if you land a bad way, you're done for. So I think that's why a lot uh, of this that is- one part in the documentary where I was like, oh, shit, I was not expecting that. Mm hmm. Like when they what was the, the 30 year reunion where they all got back together? Yeah. So he hits his head so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the one where he falls and like you see blood coming. It looked like blood was coming out of his ear when he was. Doing you don't realize. Yeah. yeah. You don't realize how many like like what was it? Lance. Uh, was it Lance? What's his last Lance name? Mountain. Mountain. What a name. Lance. Like him and apparently like Tony and Lance are still the ones that just are like, hey, we're going to skateboard. We'll be we'll die. Like it's going to skateboarding is going to kill us. Like that's just what it is. Like mm-hmm. we can't stop. Like we yeah. should if we were going to stop, we should have stopped years ago and we didn't. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It's it's like and I, I relate that to myself with drumming. It's like I've fucked up my left ear because that's where the hi hat is. And it's not mm-hmm. I've got tinnitus. That's not going to be fixed. I've just uh, do you that. know how fucked up my <clears throat> nerve endings are on my hands just from working in restaurants all this time? And now the current job that I'm in, I work in negative degree freezers now. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So. You just do what you do um, until someone gotta do it, man. tells you otherwise. But I uh, did not realize how big of rock stars they were. And then it just kind of all just went away. And at one point, like Tony yeah. was just like out of work schmuck kind of. I wish that I was aware of that stuff when the Boom Boom Hup Jam was happening, because that looks fucking great. Like monster did. trucks of skateboarding. Essentially. That was after um, he I think that was after he landed the 900, right? And then that it was just after like everyone, that, but it was before the games. So he really wasn't in my atmosphere until the games. So, OK, yeah, he wasn't on my radar until I saw him at the X Games do the 900. And then Tony Hawk was everywhere. He was in the net. There was an episode of MXC 
where Tony Hawk was in it. Like, oh, really? it's, it's insane. Yeah, that was early, <laughs> early. Like, that's stupid. Uh, it is very stupid. Uh, but yeah, then he was just on everything and like the games and all that stuff. But like, yeah. So what's uh, crazy is how like his dad uh, would show up to these things and basically not take control, but helped organize stuff because I'm sure it was just a goddamn wild west of competitions be- before. Oh, yeah. Up anything arranged and like his dad was one of the essentially one of the founding members of the nsa the national skateboard association um so Mm -hmm. who his dad speaking of people who look like other people his dad looks like he could be the brother of uh tom kaczynski who used to work for sega uh it's kind of that is true um and uh but he very much looks like he retired from a military stance like yeah 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 he was always wearing his his trucker hats and his he had his polos on button up yeah 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 I, i told rachel i'm like if i ever tuck a polo shirt into shorts just fucking end me there <laughs> you know yeah like he was almost sporting that look in here um or if i tuck any short any shirt into shorts just just shoot me um but oh i've yeah. done that my bad so. <laughs> oh get out of get out of you're out of here it was a blood um, knob it looked nice <laughs> like tucked into shorts uh the it was fine i had a nice belt the um but it's fun seeing like hearing about like the evolution of skateboarding because there were tricks that didn't really exist. And like Tony was making a bunch of them, but it was half of that was him trying to figure out the thing is though. Like I saw the, the, the they have the one factoid where he's like created over 300 tricks or something, but that's, mm-hmm. you have to take that with a grain of salt because that's like, he did this thing and then added a kickflip to it. Like that's a whole new trick now, all of a sudden, you know, like that, like that, the Mick twist, the Mick yeah. twist is a 540 yeah. with a slant in it. And so, like, that's, but who was it that figured it out first? Um, uh, Mark Mark McGill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, what was cool is, because, like, Tony Hawk was just a machine with this stuff, figuring out tricks, and, like, you could see him honing in. So they, I think it was, I think it was his sister who mentioned, one of his sisters who said, like, he just didn't, before skateboarding, he didn't have a place to put all this aggression or, like, focus he didn't have the a focus. energy. And so he finally had that with skateboarding, and then you could just see... Multiple people talk about how they can watch the gears clicking when he's trying mm. to learn a trick, but I thought it was funny. The, they mentioned, like, that that uh, Swedish skateboarding camp where McGill was and who, wh- who had invented the McTwist, and, like, people were purposely not telling Tony about it because yeah. they knew he'd figure it out. Because he'd learn it. And yeah. then Mark McGill did it, and they were just like, "What the fuck was that?" And then Tony was like, "I'm on this. This is mine now." Yeah. To the point yeah. where, if you weren't do that trick, got so big that if you weren't doing McTwists, you were basically getting left behind, like from teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the fail safe. I think McGill said it even like if he wanted to stay in the top five for competitions, he would pull that out of his ass. Or maybe that was the five forty. He used to. Well, he was talking about that. he was talking about before he found out about the McTwist that he was just never really in the top 10 and then after that mm-hmm. he was always in the top five so yeah yeah well i also like at Good this stuff. point too you so you start you start realizing that the documentary has more than just tony hawk in it it has some of the big players like we said uh, and then let me pull the docket back up because i'm trying to remember everybody's names i like how the documentary introduces Dwayne peters what a piece of shit though he must have been like Maybe maybe I shouldn't. No, he's still a piece of shit then. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I feel like he might have been beat as a kid or something because he's just like got that demeanor of like, I'm ready to fuck someone up whether or not they're fucking with me. Like, dude, you like they said they set him up. They set him up as very much like he's well, in my eyes, he's just always 
he's the punk rocker, like super hardcore punk rocker. I love like how I'm he's talking. talking shit on his on Tony's dad being military based and stuff. Meanwhile, he's wearing a fucking military jacket. Like, dude, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like, I see later down the road, you realize like, oh, like he's come to terms that he was an asshole. He does feel bad for being an asshole and all that stuff. And yeah. him and Tony have reconciled and all that stuff, which is. I like that part of it. Like, that's cool. Uh, but it does in the very beginning. You just, it paints Dwayne Peters as an asshole. But I did see it, and I was like, something's going, something is going to redeem him a little bit. So yeah. I'm glad that he, happened. He was very much a gatekeeper of um, of skating because he didn't want. I love. Like he, he saw basically the Bones Brigade coming in and taking the spots of him and his crew, his buddies and stuff. I was going to so. say, but in his defense, too, it's like if you're a pro skater and you see this crew coming in that are, if you're on that side of it, like if you're not on for the passion of the sport and you're seeing it as a job, like I understand, like you don't want someone to come and replace you. But yeah. again, you're skating for the wrong reasons, too. Yeah. So it's very, it's very weird. It's jarring with that sport because as Tony's dad mentions later on, it's the only sport he sees where people are like genuinely excited for others mm -hmm. when they you're not really topping, you're not really topping everyone else. You're just supporting when like someone figures out a trick. All right, this guy's got it now. Like this girl's figured out how to do this McTwist now and all that other shit. The best example of that is the 900. Yeah, that, because oh my gosh, yeah. So the the whole thing was it was a, what was it a create a trick competition or something like that. Yeah. And so Tony's up there and he's just like he 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 goes for the 900 and he gets a really, really good attempt. And I think he just clicks in. He's like, I'm going to keep doing it. And I think the crowd and everybody else at the or at the X Games realizes it, too. The timer's done. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't care about that. They realize that, oh, my God, he's going to land the 900. And you even see that, like, you see right before he gets into the pipe on the run that he actually does it, everyone's kind of, like, patting on him. And, like, it kind of feels like they're just giving him his their energy. The so, spirit like, bomb. It, that's, I was like, this is Dragon Ball Z. Like, that's what this is. And, and then you he see Andy McDonald he, back there in his trademark yellow shirt, yellow helmet. That was oh, the, yeah. I only knew him because he was like the other skateboarding game that was named after a dude was Andy McDonald's yeah. game. Was he? But. Yeah. Uh, but and then he lands it and then you just see him erupt. Yeah. Like, because it's just like something that no one's done. Everyone's been chasing it. And mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But that whole competition and I it's. It's really I love cool that he because, goes against Dwayne Peters first. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's further back. That's like the early 80s or the the 80s or whatever when he's competing. And then like that, that's Dwayne's introduction as well. Uh, he's talking about like this little shit's coming in because they would go. It was a competition where at first I misheard it and I thought they were going at the same time. It's like, how would you keep track of that? But no, it's like in a bowl <laughs> in a pool or a bowl, I think. Um, but it's yeah, it's one a after the other. So they are competing against each other and he ends up beating Dwayne. Uh, which is amazing. Um, and but still, he still was it that one or another one where he still won? No, it was the one against um, what's his name? I wrote it down here, and now it's uh, Hasoy. Yeah, Hasoy in like Hasoy's turf and everything, essentially. But they're like booing Tony the whole time, even after he. Oh, wins, that was they still didn't give. Yeah, a that's shit. at the Upland Skate Park. That was because Tony Tony realized. No, that was when he went to Upland. It was against a bunch of other people. I felt mm -hmm. like he was in that bowl as well, though. But yeah, they were all booing him like Christian. Well, what's funny is Christian and Hosoy was actually on the Bones Brigade. 
and under yeah. Peralta, but I think his dad was like, didn't like that Peralta wasn't advancing his pro career. So he made his son leave the team mm-hmm. and like to have, that's such a very movie thing to have the replacement go against the one that like left the team. And Christian Hosoy is a showman. Like he looks like a superhero he because he wears like his a fucking shirt. tool bag. But yeah. I mean, everybody there loved him, and then they were just booing Tony, but then this crowd starts realizing, like, oh, he's landing shit. He's doing good, and, like, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those moments throughout this thing. Uh, like, in the Upland Skate Park you mentioned is a crazy pool that has, like, a square pool and a circular well, one. Well, it was. And I, I would, like, I would I would uh, chime in every now and again um talking to Rachel as we're watching this and just being like, I never as much vert as I would do, even though I said I didn't skate that much, I never had the guts to go into a pool because those are more slick. There's not as much of a side you can grab onto and stuff. And it is like you go fast. It's not it's no joke. Um, But yeah, but it's cool to see all that stuff. Um, And before we get away from it or if we don't get back to or whatever, we're talking about Rodney Mullen um doing freestyle stuff and what we mean by that is he would do stuff that's not on a rail not on not in a pipe not anywhere he would just be like pogo sticking May- his damn board he basically and, like, invented the manuals and then everything mm-hmm. that came after that yeah and we see one part where they don't mention it maybe it's a rights thing they don't mention that he was clearly the guy who they filmed when uh christian slater's character and gleaming the cube was doing stuff just in a parking garage without uh mm. Surfaces that makes more sense to me now, like because I remember talking about I was like, oh, that was cool. But it makes more sense to me now that Rodney Mullen did was brought in for that Mm -hmm. because I mean, the documentary talks about how Tony and Rodney were very close with each other because they were basically they were so good. They were outcasts. Yeah. So they were kind of peers. They were peers to each other. Uh, And that (laughs) you're good. So uh, but anyway, no, it's I think. I think I might. I really, really like Rodney Mullen. I like Tony Hawk. He's awesome. But Rodney Mullen is just that. Hit. You, I feel like you could just sit down and just have like a three-hour conversation with Rodney Mullen, and it would feel like it was only two minutes. Yep, yep. And before you know it, he painted a portrait or something. You weren't even looking. Well, that's true. Um, now, I will say the documentary for people that want to pay attention or to watch this. It is two hours and nine minutes long. It is a yeah, very long documentary. Oh well, but. Yeah. It was at the point where I didn't really feel like I didn't realize I about three fourths of the way through. I like realized how long the movie was. And I was like, oh, OK, so we're probably wrapping up soon. It right. kind of goes like it keeps you enthralled the entire time. Yeah, it does. There's there's spots where you could take a break um, and, and come back to it. I the first time break, I watched yeah. this, I watched it just on like in half hour increments on my lunch and I like, got through it in about a week, a week's time. It's not which, a bad movie to watch in chunks. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a. Uh, uh, what did we watch last time? Birdman. That one you can't really watch Bird, in chunks. You got to watch that. In, it's like because I was watching it when I was younger. I would watch a lot of Doctor Who. Doctor Who is not a show you can put on in the background if it's your first time watching it. No. Futurama is something you can put on in the background. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we mentioned how like they were rock stars, essentially, because it was skateboarding went through its ups and downs, its cycles of being popular and then nothing and then mm-hmm. popular again. It would and then dip, dip every in. beginning of the century and then in the middle century. of the century. Uh, I'm sorry. Decade? Sorry. De- I mean, the decade. Skateboarding's been around decade. for millions of years. Yeah. As long as the wheel, like okay. <laughs> I would think. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, it's really, it dips down really bit hard at the beginning of the decade. 
and then it goes back up about in the middle, and then it kind of just kept doing that until after until Tony, like I would say, probably the late nineties. Like it just never kind of did it. Yeah, it's it's waned a little bit, but it's always been like kind of big. The uh, the tour that we mentioned, how they were rock stars though, was when like towards 89 88 89 uh they were just they were just at half pipes and they were just like touring a show kind of a thing and they mentioned at one point when they were in sydney australia that people were like sitting on rooftops because there was nowhere else to sit Mm -hmm. around the pipes and everything which is nuts thousands of people and what's even crazier is uh the amount of money like whenever they're like oh yeah uh two thousand dollar check in 78 that's a lot of money or he was when Tony was talking about he because Tony at one point once he so let's backtrack a little bit because uh, Tony was re- doing really good and he was just he became the best, especially mm-hmm. on the Bones Brigade. He was just it was basically the Tony Hawk show at every competition. Like he yeah. was winning first everywhere, but he lost the love mm-hmm. and he almost I feel like that was the one point where he like he stopped competing. And then he, I think he started hanging out with Rodney a lot more and had basically realized how he could still compete, but also still stay true to his morals and to the sport in general. And then after that, like that's when that tour was happening and they were just spending money crazy. Like, yeah, stupid teenagers with more money than they should have. He said he bought a tanning bed at one point. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> he lived in California. What do you need a tanning bed? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and Mullen, but Tony Hawk also mentions how he was at the top of his game and then was getting depressed and just out of it because he kept getting first and everything, but it didn't really matter. He wasn't, he wasn't ever trying to get first. He was just trying to be better than himself and stuff. And, um, Mullen has this quote of, uh, he said, it's this fucking moment in this documentary when it is on him and he's just like adjusting himself in the chair and like looking Mm -hmm. at the camera in a way. And he's like, I think it was. Nitsky, uh, Zarathustra, who said, uh, you make it to the top of the mountain and what's left for me but lightning. And I was like, jeez, that's yeah. deep. Yeah, that's, so that's what deep. it was. Yeah, not always because that's I never heard that quote. I'd always heard um, it's lonely at the top and, you know, you yeah, fall the furthest and all that crap, but not that one with the lightning, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but that was when he started. He re- he told Stacy uh, Peralta that he needed to take a break and he did um kind of found it again uh but you know it, it's just interesting because you don't you only you only if if you're like me going into this a little bit all you know him of is the 900 and the video games mm-hmm. but he was doing that was like the midpoint of his career almost if even that have you uh but yeah. have you ever watched uh dogtown and the z boys no I saw Lords the, of Dogtown, which is kind of horrible. And <laughs> yeah, Dogtown the Z Boys is better because it's a documentary, but it's gotcha. really about the creation. Like that was even before uh, Tony's time, but yeah. it gets into the part where Tony Hawk starts coming into the the game because it's talking about okay. Peralta and how he creates the Bone Brigade, Bones Brigade, and all that stuff. So Tony Hawk's in that one as well. But okay. that's not a skateboard. So when, this is a skateboard. I I like how so they brought stupid. it up, like when they they actually specifically did bring up, you know, the Dogtown, the Z Boys, and all that stuff. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm su- I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a documentary about Tony Hawk before 2022. Uh, there's been like interviews and there's been stuff around the but game, not like this. But no, not like this. There was the uh, yeah, some pretended to be a Superman is one specifically That's about the games, about the video games. Which, yeah. by the way. 
I think he said like the first big check he got was four point five million dollars. Yeah, that, <laughs> and then the next one was twenty million. So. Yeah, I, that's my only th- gripe I have against that is like people that don't play games are going to think like, man, you make millions being in video games. It's just not the case. And I love how they, it's because they all super, four of his games were top ten. <laughs> right? They super glossed over any details of Activision since they are one of the worst companies now uh, for. Um, in terms they, of they like showed the a little bit he talked a little bit about them and you saw him on a on a on a ramp at one point yeah, i loved when yeah. they went to bob bergquist's house and that huge ramp that they that he he bob bergquist is i think he lives down in like uh not argentina but i i, I thought at one point he was from brazil or something like that I don't and know. but he just has it's basically a mountainside that's just a fucking ramp yeah and it has I a th- gap i think that was in california though or nevada or something because when we were looking you at that two houses, and we were just like you know and i just said to rachel i'm like i mean california's just fucking empty fields i guess and mountains here and there so if there you is. own some property you can build these ramps and stuff that big so it was it was real sad apart uh the part where uh the original pipe or the original bowls like del mar and upland and all that uh they just were getting destroyed and they showed the footage of them destroying them which yep, sucks yep. Interesting that they had footage. It's interesting they had a lot of a lot of this footage, honestly. Um, especially, That's why I just think it's been it, in, it might have been in production for a long time or something like that. Maybe, maybe. But I just like it's weird. Like who was filming with a stable camera? Like the demolishing of this stuff and whatever. And, like, like good shots. It wasn't just yeah. like some like hand cam that was shaky and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of cool. And uh, but along with videos and stuff that they mentioned, like the first kind of skate demo tape that yeah. Stacy Peralta and his crew make. Um, and I, I guess maybe they mentioned it in another documentary because I thought they mentioned in this one, I remember hearing it, that like um, it was a blessing and a curse that VCRs were on the rise then because when that tape came out, people were also copying a lot. So they didn't really make yeah. a lot, but a lot of people saw it. Um, but it was the exposure that launched them that actually right. was, the, yeah. it was better than the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that Tony Hawk was on the fucking cover as a child, but still. Well, uh, you also have to think about it. Like skateboarding was very, I feel like it was underground or it was very regional. Yeah. Like oh, I can sure. tell you when I was growing up, I didn't know shit about skateboarding, but there's these huge tournaments going on in California and all that shit. I, the skateboarding I saw was in the movies. Like that's what right. I would see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's pretty cool. And then <clears throat> he, so he, we mentioned how he like, or how it dipped at one point tony had a house and like two mortgages and was married but not skating professionally so that was rough. yeah that's after that's after they stopped being the rock stars for the first time yep that was early 90s i think yeah and they Maybe um, late 80s he mentions and uh i mean he mentions this and i was like oh yeah that sounds like my good old gamestop days of when he had to go down to the city and ask to make payments on a water bill and things like that. So it's like, woof. Been there. Been there on an electric bill. Mm -hmm. Um, It's rough. So, and I forget what happens in between that that and then when he gets to um, ESPN, the X Games being on ESPN and stuff. I don't don't have a a gap in my notes here is what I'm trying to say. I was going to say, I'm trying to remember too, like, because I remember specifically that and like, that's what because that's what's cool too. Riley, uh, Riley Hawks in this as well. Mm-hmm. So you get to uh, a little bit about that because I mean, it sucks. Oh, I think that talks a little bit about the 
Is that where he talks about Riley, him and Riley's relationship? Yeah, it starts there a little bit. Yeah. Like where uh, he he would be like, oh, I have to go. No, that was after he got famous again, where he was constantly going everywhere. And then he would get there and be like, why didn't I just stay home? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they have Riley in here. That's his oldest son. Uh, he's got a couple of kids through a couple of marriages. But Riley, I like how he mentions like people always ask me in interviews, what's it like being Tony Hawk's son? I, I don't know. That's, that's all I've life. ever known. How would I, I you know? So that's, all that's, I like, know. that's like, like asking someone who was born blind, like, what's it like being blind? I, what? That's my life. I don't know. This is, <laughs> you this know? is the world I live in. Like, yeah. this, this, is, this is the hands that were dealt. So, mm-hmm. But they eventually do. So the X Games were first on ESPN in 98. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then that was the first one. And then the second one was 99, where they had a create a trick thing. And they had just a big Oh, Tony demolished. Bite. The this first is one, like, like yeah, you want Vert and, and Street. Sure. And then um, we saw, you know, the half pipe you see in Brink uh, and all that shit. It's it's just if there's mm-hmm. any Do skateboarding, you really? if there's any skateboarding in a movie, you see this MTV ass setup of a giant half pipe. Oh, know? OK. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there are not any any extreme sports, there's a big old half pipe. Like this thing used to be a goofy a, movie, too. <laughs> yeah. And like this thing this used goofy to be movie. something they would have at Warp Tour. There was just X sports going on, extreme sports going on. It was ridiculous. It's um, so dangerous to have it. Warp Tour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was not it was hot everywhere. Um, But uh, you I I. I Tried to keep track, but I stopped keeping track. Um, the oh, leading up to it though, I did take some notes here. Ninety five. Oh no, ninety five was the first X. What? Skateboarding is back. Okay, this is. What they, I'm just gonna read my notes right. here for the nine hundred. I have my notes here. Everyone was trying it. No one got close. Nineteen ninety five. The X Games included skateboarding. The first X Games. Oh, that might have been before. It was actually on ESPN though. Ninety six. Skateboarding is back. Ninety eight. Tony Hawk takes every medal. He gets a call while in Europe after leaving for tour. The, uh, he was touring all over, and he was in Europe, and his dad was not doing great, so he went back to the States. That's This true. was when yeah. air flight was super easy, um, and he went back to Free see his dad, who's not doing well. Um, he had cancer. I can't remember exactly. Uh, uh, let's. Uh, so hold on, hold on. Let's pause for a second, because uh, this was not the first scare that they had with his dad, because yeah, they thought, because he never took care... They thought it was uh, at one point they always thought he was going to die from a heart attack because he just he had that scare and he was healthy for a little bit. But then he just never got help. Like he just would keep eating bad stuff and all that. Yep. And the irony of it was he got lung cancer. All so, the red meats. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and so Tony went back to visit him and his dad literally said, don't you're just going to sit here and watch me die. Go do your thing. And so yeah. that's I mean, he kind of needed to go back and hear that to then go back out because mm-hmm. we, we kind of glossed over how his dad was at every skating event and that gave made Tony's oh, to life the, difficult because people yeah, were like, the point where everyone, one of the fucking yep. judges, he's running mm-hmm. this thing. Of course you're winning, blah, blah, blah. All it's the like, big tournaments were at Del Mar, which was his home right. bowl, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but he was over in Europe and then he was doing great. And then his mom called him. He got a call from his mom and his dad had passed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was just super duper shitty, but he was still skating. He never stopped skating. And then the next year in 99, I wrote down the quote here because he was still t- he had been trying to do the 900 for about four years at this point and consistently uh, consistently. And he had a quote from one of his sisters saying, I'm either going to make this trick or someone is going to take me off in a stretcher. So and 
in the documentary, you see him. it like five or six times, his attempts and his fails. And and every time I'm, I'm watching this a second time. Well, this was the third time now because I watched it forever ago and then another time and then now with notes. Yeah. But he would go, he would he would drop in and that'd be one go and then two go, go and then come back for the third. He just would never have enough air, but he was trying it. Uh, every you could time. tell on some of them, like I was starting to realize, like he's not making this one, like yeah. just at the angle he was going in or the speed that he didn't have. Which is what there's another thing I should I should add it into the description. There's how Tony Hawk explains like 22 tricks or some random dumb number of tricks, and he explains the 900 and how it's so risky. And but one of the guys, one of the skaters in this says like you're spinning so much. I don't know how his brain can take that going around that much in his skull. Uh, the actual and then knowing force, where you need everything. to land yeah because you land blind because you're landing uh back uh, you're facing away from where you need to land so you're not entirely seen but you have to know where to put your weight and everything and so that's why it's a crazy move and why not many people had done it or tried to do it and then and that's the thing they did they did do a 720 but mm-hmm. as soon as they did the 720 and that became a consistent thing they were just like everyone started chasing the 900 yeah so the the thing is, you you keep watching this and you keep watching him fail, and it's he completes the trick, but he doesn't land. So he either the board gets away from him or he loses his balance mm-hmm. once he's landed. So it's not a completed trick. His that's determination still a after every time he fails is, cr- and I know it's, but you know it's real. You know it's one hundred percent because it's the real footage from the X Games. Yeah, like I, it's not like a, a dramatization or anything like that. That's the beginning one, kind of what I feel like when he's trying to mm-hmm. land it again. Mm-hmm. But this I, is I'm, legit the footage from there. Yeah, I mentioned, I said out loud, I was like, man, you can see how angry he's getting, but at least he's just, he's only angry mm-hmm. at himself. You don't see him, like, walk off the pipe and, like, punch a kid in the face or something, well, you know? Well, what's funny like, is, too, he's not looking at the officials asking, like, do I have more time or something? He's just like, no. I'm going back. Like, no, nothing else matters. Like, yeah. he's just, boom. And I also forgot, it never dawned on me, like, how many times you beefed it. That meant you have to fall, get up, and then walk up the stairs again to mm-hmm. go up to the top of the ramp. And I was just like, holy shit. You don't realize that every time you fall, like there's so much more work that goes into it. Like so yeah. much more than in street street. You just get back up, try it again. Like the other one, you have to go upstairs and like hype yourself up to drop into some of those fucking bowls. Look scary, man. Like yeah. some of those ramps yeah. that he was showing off, especially the loop de loop. Yeah. And I was like, we kept talking about stuff like this, Rachel and I, and she just, she said, it's, it's also scary. And I was like, it's really not once you know where you need to place your weight and everything and the force of your body, because dropping in is not the the, the first thing you learn dropping into a pipe is like you don't want to stand up straight because then you'll just don't fall back up or hesitate. So you you yeah. got to crouch down to put the weight on the front so that that's way down, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so like that's the least scary part. But uh, the thing <laughs> I can only imagine the announcers for this show, like the 15th time they're like, yep, it sure is hot here in California. Still is. You know, like what else are they possibly saying well, during that whole well, time? It's those things you don't it would have been funny if it just like took him like five hours to do it. And everyone was <laughs> yeah. just still out there. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's only like 20 people that were hardcore and stayed. And they're just but like, the, hey, just like- the, <laughs> the crowd is there. And then he lands it. And it's like that, I feel like, is one of the climaxes of this documentary, if not the climax. But um, and it's it's just nuts. Two climaxes. That one and then the later one. Yeah, because the like him 
doing that and you just see people i i yell i said i was like they're rushing the stage you know um because people it's are coming what they in do. They but rush it's, the it's just as crowded pipe. it's just as crowded as it was when it started and it's crazy and and then his brother talks about it they they switch over to uh you know during the documentary his to brother his brother. was really supportive of everything yeah, he's always done which is really cool and um dad too the 999 is what i wrote here but his brother mentions how like somebody calls me. He's like, your brother just landed the nine. It's like a war ended. <laughs> I thought that was such a great thought, That was funny. Yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> it's like it, just peace throughout the land now because he landed a fucking skating trick. <laughs> Everyone uh, was celebrating and all that stuff. Like, and no, his after, brother was. I was going to say after that is the boom, boom, huck jam. That was my mistake. I said earlier it was before then. Uh, yeah, that was, like, had, uh, that was had like suddenly like skateboarding's fucking cool now. So. You know, I would have loved to have gone to one of those. I feel that probably didn't have they did make a game or maybe it was a competition or like in a game. There was a boom, boom, something somewhere besides downhill jam out of the video games. There was something that was a boom, boom, huck jam. But um, I don't know. That was the first time I've heard of that. But I remember uh, I like in the documentary where his sister was like she was watching the boom, boom, huck jam and she was just watching it like normal and all the uh, her because uh, she's a little her bit older peers, than Tony same age her peers were like oh I can't watch this they're gonna run into each other and all this yeah, stuff yeah, and she's yeah. just like this is my brother's thing like I'm here for it so right yeah it's nuts it's really nuts I um, also like too what's the guy in the yellow shirt that you said what was his name Andy McDonald he was like hey uh, if you fuck up a trick your uh, motorcycle's probably gonna land on you so you gotta make sure you're doing your shit right at the boom boom huck jams so. oh I don't I don't think that was him that was somebody else because I remember Andy McDonald was not interviewed at all on this but he was in he was in video clips and stuff um, oh yeah, okay. someone Never did mind say that though that was the thing so that's what it was is it, it very much if you've ever been to a monster truck rally it was very much that them setting up in an arena I've been I live in the hot. south so. I've, I've been to a couple um they're but, not bad they're not yeah, bad <laughs> you got to go with the right people and bring ear protection uh but and get, the, have money for booze so yeah um so but it's a fun family event uh no drinking for the children but you know um but it's like they come in and set up the tracks and the ramps and the and the and the everything so they had uh they had um bmx stuff going and skaters mm -hmm. and uh rollerbladers i think too um <clears throat> just throughout this thing so it was all like it was just a big show and they also have bands playing um oh yeah th this is a cool part too because they had social d finally playing which was neat uh and i don't know if they were the band they showed or not i don't know what anybody looks well, even, like but even tony says he goes we were bigger than rock bands like our posse like their crew was bigger than rock bands because not only were you just br like if you, rock bands bringing their crew all their stuff but they're building their stages everywhere they go like yeah, right yep <laughs> like that's it was a production it was cool uh it was really really neat to see all that because i didn't know about that as a show i so wish it, I, skateboarding I wish was I had a been show. a little bit old yeah i wish i had been a little bit older so i could have started going to stuff like that because i was like oh that was never around me but then there was one time where he's like it showed he won a competition in alabama and i was like wait a minute like that was near yep. me i could have yep. went to that like <laughs> yeah i'm looking up the boom boom hawk jam huck jam to try to see oh good men's well Journal after tony hawk got, I, I i wouldn't feel as bad if it was the hawk jam <laughs> Uh oh, there's a boom boom sabotage video from 2006. That's mm. apparently something about. I don't think that's. Oh, that was a thing too. At. He he started Birdhouse in '92, and he wanted to, and he said uh, he immediately was losing money. Like in the first year, they didn't even profit right. anything. Like I did learn that. Oh shit, I remember the cover of this fucking horrible looking movie. Um, I did remember. 
Or no, I did like learn that from this. For some reason, I thought Birdhouse was started way earlier. But yeah, he was just part of the Bones Brigade before he did anything with Birdhouse or tried to do anything. That was his... For a like, long one time. His, one of his Hail Marys to make money. Because during the Bones Brigade, the Hawkboards were selling better than anything. So That's true. That is true. Um, but yeah, uh, I was trying to find stuff about the Boom Boom Huck Jam, but it's really not working for me here. So. Uh, they also, when his dad did pass away, like I think he, like a lot of people, did reach out to him because they realized like his dad did a lot for the what skateboarding is. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It's it, it reminds me so much of like Wayne Gretzky. And what's crazy is like Tony Hawk was before Wayne Gretzky and was before Michael Jordan. I feel or yeah, because he got big in the seventies and the early and like the all that stuff. Jordan wasn't really until like the 80s, 90s, same with Gretzky. And you're just like, man, you didn't realize how early Tony got into the game because you're like, he's only 53. Yeah, like he's not that not that old. Like, it's crazy. But the problem with skateboarding is he he's only 53, but he probably has the body of an 80 year old. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, like that, like uh, I forget why recently or whatever. But as a kid, I always thought like Blink-182 were posers because they were from SoCal, but they never skated or anything. But they mentioned in an interview or somewhere, I heard them talking about like, yeah, we did skate. But as soon as we started getting bigger, we stopped because we needed to be careful with our hands. Like we couldn't break a hand and then just not play anymore. You know, Um, right. Boom, boom, Huck Jam here in two. This is Wikipedia. So take it with whatever. In 2002, Hawk started a show tour. Wait, started a show tour featuring freestyle motocross, skateboarding and BMX started in Las Vegas and went on to 31 cities around the U.S. and eventually to Six Flags amusement parks. So it doesn't say that it lasted beyond that, though. Um, So I don't know. 31. That's a good spread throughout a year. If that's that's a comfortable amount of cities in one year, if that's all you did. But um, oh, yeah, definitely. With as much production that goes into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like how they mentioned like some somewhere on a piece of wood they had written down what city it was before they would say hello to everybody. Just like that Simpsons guy. Oh, yeah. The guitarist from whatever band has the city taped on the back of his guitar. Yeah. Um, It's like, hello, Philadelphia. They're like, you're in Chicago. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. So that's um, yeah, I I think I mean, we could keep talking about this, but there's there's also like you should just watch it. It's just a good thing. It's really Um, good. It's very well shot, very well produced, very well edited. Like it's very, very good document. I I don't I didn't realize until a few years ago how many documentaries I actually do. I really enjoy documentaries, but I've also mm -hmm. seen a lot of bad ones. And this is one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah, this one covers a lot. And I'm glad it doesn't go. There, There is a. There's so many different things out there. Like if you Google a YouTube video on like Tony Hawk talking about his most iconic movie roles, I think was right after Mm. one and two remake came out, uh, explaining the craziest tricks or whatever that in movies he was in and not in. Um, Some movies he was in and not in. But um, and yeah, so what got me to watch this was uh, Jeff Bacalar on some sort of video game podcast was like he said how like that. He didn't talk about this documentary, but he just said, like, who's going to tell him, like, whose place is it to tell Tony Hawk to stop, to stop? Yeah, because Peralta, Peralta's like after that really bad spill of the 30 year anniversary of the Bones Brigade video, I think mm -hmm. uh, he hit his head so bad. And Peralta's just like, you guys got to make him stop. He's going to die. And like you said, I think it was Lance Mountain was like, who has the right to tell him that? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does. It's uh, it's yeah, but he did 
as of the making of this in 2022, he, quote, retired the 900. And I do remember that being news articles that he did his last 900 and stuff. So that doesn't mean he's done skating, um, but it probably is good to retire that move. Um, And they they don't mention it in this, but there have there at this point, people have definitely done a 1080. Uh, They've done what's what's what would be the one after that? 1460 something. No. Yeah. 1260. Get that calculator out, idiots. Um, let's see here. So 900. But the 900, the 900 was so iconic. 1260. People, I think there has been a person that's done a 1260. Um, but but how people have done a 1080 is going down a ramp and like launching themselves. Not so just a normal have, half pipe. Yeah. You. I don't know that you could safely do that Can? in a half pipe because you have to enough. You have to have enough air to do. You have to have enough speed stuff, and so. enough, like, so much. Well, as Peralta says, he goes, there was nothing physically challenging about it. It was all in your head, all in right. the person's head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once uh, you broke the, the barrier, um, then everyone was breaking the barrier. Yeah, and it's hilarious because, like, in the Tony Hawk games, you have your character maxed out to the point that you're, like, grinding. You're, like, you four thousands. And, yeah. yeah. Well, you, like, you're in the middle of a grind. You hop up and do a 900 and then land again. Like, that's... Or you hit one hours. button and you're just dancing on the board and shit yeah. like that. Like, yeah. it's so yeah. over the top. My, so not, I, would always, if you, I guess if you want the most realist skateboarding game, it would be the Skate series. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, my, I always had, like, talking about the games again, My one of my default special moves to throw into the grinds was the Dark Slide, which I think is also nigh impossible in real life because you flip the board entirely over and grind on the part that you're yeah. standing on on the skateboard. Mine was always, like, the Christ Air and stuff like that. I would do, like, real cool ones. I was... I was always doing the the street ones to get the best points and all that stuff, but yeah. Now you, it, this movie change. just really makes me want to bust out those games, and I have to mm-hmm. see if the Tony Hawk remake is on Steam because if I can have that on the Steam Deck, I'm going to be so happy. I <laughs> so. think it still is. Yeah, I mean, if not, go back to the old school and create a skater with all the other broken ass shit. Emulation exists. That is true. So yeah, um, th- not really any factoids. Uh, I jotted down here. The what documentary is factoid. Yeah, I mean, I all I said to have something in the factoids was soundtrack has everything from Sex Pistols to The Clash to Oingo Boingo oh, and Pavement. Devo. Hit that Devo shit up. Was in there. Tony Hawk is a huge Devo fan. He is, that is like his band. Um, I like Devo. Well, wait, well, okay, wait. <clears throat> so going back to the Uptown, Upland, uh, uh, I think that was the competition. He said at one point his set was going so well that he was singing the song. Yeah, like you see him in the video, the like kind of doing the drums part as he comes up out of the bowl and then back into the bowl. You're like, what the fuck? Like he's on, he's yeah. insane. Like, in the he's zone. just in the groove. He's gleaming the cube. Like he's what he's gleaming doing. Gleaming the cube, you noobs. You heard? Uh, Speaking yeah, of noobs, check out that um, soundtrack though. Uh, I, we did it once or maybe twice, but we got some Rotten Tomato scores or whatever that I decided to find. I forever ago mentioned I wanted to have like the worst and best comments I could find about this video. So I found, oh, yeah. I found some quick short ones here. Uh, that's what she said. But there's one that's uh, given it a one out of five stars. They didn't even have a name, so they're not even a registered user. It of says course. waste of time. A grown man still playing with toys. Embarrassing, really. What next? Body popping? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that I guess maybe like dancing or something like that. I don't know. Pop lock and drop it or whatever. It should have been uh, if you wanted to be what's next uh, extreme uh, planking or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then another one here um, by the user Tony H. 
<laughs> and the comment is just five out of five stars. Tony Hawk is our Lord and Savior. No, that guy's name is Tony Hawk, but it's H O C K. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Tony Hawk still not get recognized everywhere he goes while on like planes and stuff? Where they're just like, "Oh, you look like Tony Hawk," and they're just, he's just like, "Thank you." Like, <laughs> I think he's said that in interviews before. I've watched so many interviews. Like, I I have throw YouTube on for like five minute breaks during my workday all the time that I see little snippets of stuff like that. Um, mm. So. uh yeah, let's. I think that anything else you wanted to add to that or throw in there, other than like, don't play Tony Hawk Ride. <laughs> that or the downhill jam. That one was really bad too. The yeah, I got that on just to have it on Wii. Wii. Yeah, yeah. That was the age of all the peripherals, the rock bands, and the guitar heroes, and the DJ heroes. I actually wouldn't mind wanting. I've never tried out DJ Hero. I just want the fucking DJ board. So. It's good. <laughs> it's cool. You could hook up the guitar to it as well and do uh, rock rap stuff. What? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I, that's that's my bucket list now. I want I that. I have that thing so. somewhere. I have a DJ Hero. Of course I do. Well, I didn't know yeah. like there was like Gorilla songs and stuff on it. And I was like, oh, these are cool remixes. Like, yeah. Uh, Verdict. No, this movie's great. You should watch this. Uh, I'm giving this. How many McTwists uh, are you giving it? Uh, not as many as Tony Hawk has done as his, in his entire career. Yeah. But uh, I would I like I, I'm a sucker for documentaries and this is a very well shot documentary. Uh, good soundtrack. Uh, genuine documentary is what it feels like. I'm going to give this like a four. I'm going to give it four and a half. I really 4. like this. Five out of five. Did you want uh, Halle sat down and watched it with or... me. You can do McTwists. I don't know if you yeah. have something already, but I'll take McTwists. I don't have. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, what did Halle think of it? She liked it. She liked it. Uh, I think she kind of got a little bored at some points, but she did stay awake during all of it. Yeah, if you're good. not into this at all, it's not probably interesting enough for. I, I remember when he hit his head that one time because it was so abrupt and you weren't ready for it. She just goes, oh, God. Like, yeah, uh, Rachel looked it, away. His helmet, if, his, if it wasn't strapped, his helmet would have went flying. Rachel looked away a couple of times and she would always comment yeah. on how loose his helmet was. I was like, it has to be like that. If it's tight on your head, it's going to do more damage than yeah. if it's not a little loose. Um, but no, uh, I give it five out of five bitches. Oof, yeah. Five out good. of five. Uh, bitches. Uh, no, what is, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Tanning beds. Um, Tanning beds. <laughs> no, something, I could have given it something more fun, but I can't think of anything else right now. And give so. it a what's the the hawk jam, the hum jam, whatever we were talking. Boom, 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 boom huck give jam. Give it five out of five. Yeah, give it five out of five. Boom, boom, huck jams. Five out of five. Boom, boom, huck jams, baby. There you go. All right. That's a pretty very good. good. You should go watch it. Uh, luckily, I upped up uh, Max to watch Birdman. So my <laughs> subscription was still good for this. So, right. and <laughs> so we got our money's of, worth out of that one. They have a fuck ton of documentaries on there. I don't know. They also have all the adult stuff too. HBO so. used to do or something as of um, as of now. Uh, HBO had a lot of stand up comedy, a lot of documentaries and then movies on it is what they were known for. Un un. No, uh, no commercial break movies is what they used to do. Um, Uncensored. Yeah, but yeah, if you, I mean, maybe hit up that free trial to try this. I don't want to say subscribe. It, there, you'll get your money's service. worth out of. You'll get your money's worth out of Max. There's, like I said, a bunch of shit on there. That's where I watched. I'm pretty sure that's where I watched Rush Hour too. So, <laughs> I remember I got it to watch the new Mortal Kombat movie. Um, 
to do to talk about oh, that. I need to watch that. <clears throat> I need to check that out. I like it, but I don't follow what do you the th- games that much. So since we're tangenting for a second, what do you think about that uh, Twisted Metal show? I haven't seen the second trailer for it. I want it to be good, but I have zero hopes for it because I have it, zero hopes for it, but I'm going to watch it because let's see. Let's that was like it. one of the first things I thought when the night when I was more like aware of the world around me, I was like, there needs to be a fucking twisted metal show. Just it, no, the story. The story seems interesting how the world went to shit and all the major cities put up walls. And my job, what the main character is, he's uh, not the I guess he's Captain America now. Uh, I forget his name, but it's just like my job is running shit between these cities. And I'm like, that's it. That's all you need. And then you have all these outlaws and these crazed lawmen and all this shit. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Let's yeah, do the it. Most recent Mad Max was very twisted metal. If there was ever a twisted metal movie or death, death. Race, oh, yeah. Originally yeah. death race. The first one, death race 2000. True. Um, anyway, uh, in a rare turn of events, we know what we're watching next episode. Uh, That's true. It's we're going to have true. our buddy Tom on, who is the artist of our logo. Uh, yep. A great met, artist. I met him and, at Galloping Ghosts. Yeah, we'll plug more of his stuff when he's on. But we're, he decided to uh, that we're going to watch. I think it's 1994. I just put a 90s date in here. It's, I don't even know anymore. It's close. It's around there. The Shadow starring Alec Baldwin. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I bet you don't. So not we're the gonna, Phantom with Billy Zane. Not so. the Phantom. Um, you know, not Dark Man with uh, uh, what's his face? Liam Neeson. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah. Not Batman more than anything. It's definitely not Batman. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to watch that watch next Batman. time. So that'll be fun. Uh, and and yes. uh, stay tuned for that, everybody. Uh, as always, we've got some stuff going on. Uh, and by that, I mean, I do. Uh, Corey's working his life away. Um, but we'll soon have more info on the upcoming marathon in September. True. Uh, but I can have some video games. I've been carrying my Steam Deck with me a lot more, so I've been trying to check out a lot of indie games coming out. So I've been checking those out. So I'm still in the I'm still in the world, watching movies and shit, trying to mm-hmm. watch trying to watch TV and movies and shit like that. But I can't always get it in there. So sorry. Yeah. Well, it's a commitment for anything because everything needs to be a nine episode movie anymore. So want to uh, watch the bear. So got to commit to that as well. So right. Um, but no, I'm, I'm streaming every Thursday still on my Twitch. Uh, recently changed my Twitch name to Scotty Mo underscore faux show uh, for the upcoming oh, marathon nice. and stuff. Um, we are still raising money for Extra Life. We're pretty close to a thousand, which is really cool. This is going to be one of the few marathons where we entered in already beating what would have been our incentives, um, among other things. So we're at 850 right now, which is pretty neat. Corey, Brett's gotcha. and my team. Uh, and then I've always got them. I got to start work. I got to start doing better. You guys already hit your goals. I haven't hit mine yet. So, yep, yep. yep. I've always got unboxings up, pickup videos and all that, all those shenanigans. So, you know, doing a lot on the Internet, uh, maybe more than the average human should. But that's where we are. And we set our ratings. We said the tomatoes. We said what's coming up next. It's all coming up. It's all I'm just looking at the calendar to double check. Nothing else is happening that we need to mention. I think we're good to go. So that just reminds you that if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be. The static zone. Oh, here I am doing everything I can. Do a kick flip. Do a kick flip. Superman. Kick flip. See you.